Day 187, log entry 6. Bayview in 1986 continues to be a bleak place at the edge of the universe. Notable events. Miss Barnes attempted to tell me that I was not paying attention during history. Lunch? Shepherd's pie. Quality? Poor. Weather? Cold, easterly wind, intermittent showers. Extraterrestrial indicators? None. Possible sighting at 0821 hours turned out to be an aeroplane. Observation continues. Prognosis? Low progress. staring at me all through double French. I just... wondered if you were busy tonight. Or, you know, any night. I'm washing my hair. What? Every night? Yes, Lee. Every night for the rest of my life. Get used to it. Weirdo! Oh, go away, loser! Oh, not you, Lee. Sorry. Don't listen to them. I don't think you're a weirdo. Really. Even with that suitcase of yours. With all the junk in? Complex scientific equipment, not junk. All right, that. I still don't think you're a weirdo. Thanks for the vote of confidence. I'm not doing this very well. Don't worry. It's not your fault. Are you down the cafe at all? Later on? Or the arcade? Lee, my head is full of trigonometry and other useless stuff, and I'm going for a walk along the seafront. I may or may not bump into you later. If not, have a great weekend and I'll see you in geography first thing on Monday, okay? I... I don't take geography. I dropped it in third year. That was clumsy. You should have planned ahead. Oh, I've got tickets for Echo and the Bunny Man. Bye, Lee. Okay, positioning. Where was yesterday should do? What is that noise? Oh, must be going mad. I swear that police thingy wasn't there yesterday. Right. Astral dampers. Check. Internal vector scanner. Check. Catadioptic telescope. Check. Oh, that's all very interesting. Huh? Who are you? Where did you spring from? Good questions. Always good to start with questions, even if you don't get them in the right order. Isn't the sea air pleasant at this time of year? It's rich in ozone. In fact, it's dimethyl sulphide, but it won't kill you. At least, I don't think so. I've never tried it in large quantities, so I can't really say. Look, sorry, who... It may I... irritate your eyes and mucous membranes, but I'm told it's lovely in black truffles. Is that a personal stereo? What? There, in your suitcase. No, it's a sub-ether pulse translator. 
Did you come out of that beach hut saying police on it? Looks like a personal stereo to me. 1986 model, fairly new, containing... Ah, a copy of Ocean Rain by Echo and the Bunnymen. Played approximately 54 times. You must really like that album. Did you just work that out by sniffing it? A bit more complex than that. I sneaked to look at the stretching of the tape and its relative looseness, plus the heat and wear markings on the... Oh, all right, I guessed. Clever you. Ooh, a mixtape. I like mixtapes. Yazoo, the Smiths... Black Lace? Really? I quite like Agadoo, actually. I find it restful. That's puzzling, but not quite as puzzling as why you've got a sub-ether pulse translator disguised as a Walkman. And more to the point, how? In 1986. I plan ahead? Yes, you know, I've been keeping an eye on you, just to make sure you were doing it all right. Stalker? Professional interest. You get odd readings down by the seaside, but I've taken a few myself down on the prom, prom, prom. Really? And what did you find out? I found out how strange it is when you say it three times, prom, prom, prom. Not to mention tiddly on pom, pom. Have you ever heard a brass band going tiddly on pom, pom? No, it's more a sort of... Oompa. Exactly. A sort of oompa oompa in my experience. Full marks. I can see we're going to get along famously. We're on the same wavelength. You're not actually from around here, are you, Kayla Worthington? How did you know my name? Shall we go and have a cup of tea? I think we've got things to talk about. What was that? I didn't hear anything. Yes, you did. Whoever you are, you're a really rubbish liar. Here. You can carry this for me. Two teas, and you're buying! Day 187, log. Entry 7. Weather. Colder. Rain has abated for now. Continued interference from the one called Lee. It is becoming something of a problem. However, possible development in the meeting of a man calling himself... The Doctor. Hi, folks. Coming out of the rain. Special offer. Two tea cakes for 20p or just 10p each. <laughs> oh, never gets old. What do you like? Good or bad year? What? 1986, isn't it? November. Good or bad year? United Nations Year of Peace. Let's see how that works out long term. And Sandra Kim won Eurovision for Belgium with Jaime Lavie. Can I get you anything, Kayla? Or are you just coming here to talk cobblers and plonk that blooming suitcase down on my table again? What's you keeping there, anyway? Never you mind. Hello. Sorry. Yes, just call me the doctor. Two teas, please. I'm new here. Thought you was. Don't get many tourists this time of year. Fun Palace is shut till next March, you know. <laughs> Arcade is open, if you want to waste some pennies. Here's what this lot do. Not me. No, maybe not you, love, but them others. Can't stay out of the place. Waste a dosh, if you ask me. Oi, what's that thing? It's a compact disc checker. No, that's really rubbish. Who'd have one of those? It's a digital videotape cleaner. See? He's a bad liar, Ray. It's a sort of sonic device, I reckon. You check readings and stuff with it. Right, Doctor? I may do. Is he your new boyfriend? Oh, please, Ray Mondo. He's some bloke I got chatting to down on the beach. Says he's been keeping an eye on me. Have you noticed anything odd around here? It's winter on the coast, mate. Everything's odd. Where do you want to start? More odd than usual? You mean apart from this one here? I'm not odd. Down that beach all the time after school, she is. Sometimes early doors. 
You can see how that window here sets up some sort of radar dish thing. It's not radar. Told her she won't get no satellite telly down there. And a telescope. And the other gubbins. All MYs. Is this for school, love? <sighs> yes, it's all for my physics O-level. Thought so. How long have you been in Bayview, Kayla? Not long. I... travel around. Me too. Good. Sometimes with friends, sometimes on my own. I'm on my own at the moment for a bit. Lot going on. Bit complicated. Oh, I see. You're one of them end-of-the-peer types, ain't you? The Doctor. Great stage name. And a bow tie fella. <laughs> nice touch. I don't think he's What's a... your thing? Magic? Comedy? Old-time singing? Occasionally all three. Little tip. It's out of season. Come back in March when it's a bit warmer. We get a few coming through then. I wonder if it knew. The time of year, human population of the air at its lowest. Less chance of being spotted. I wonder. What was that? Out the back there? Oh, excuse me. They meant to be fixing them pipes. Thursday, they said. Which Thursday, I ask? <laughs> be specific. Good. Always be specific, Raymondo. Is your kitchen back through there? Well, yeah, yeah, it is, but you can't just... Kayla, with me. Gotcha. Ray, thanks for the tea. Stay right there. You didn't drink it. Do you hear that? That's not the plumbing. I'd be seriously worried if that was the plumbing. Exactly. I was right about that thing, wasn't I? Sonic device, lots of different settings. Yes. All right, do you have a problem with my sonic screwdriver? No, no, not at all. Good, because... I think it's coming from the sink. You know what, Kayla? I think it's coming from the sink. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Move forward, but very slowly, and stay behind me. OK. You're actually doing as you're told. That's amazing. Blimey, I wish they all did that. They all? Who, who are they all? Complicated and would involve diagrams. I'm not that keen. That's a lot of foam for one sink. And it's blue. Glowing blue. Somehow I don't think that's Ray's washing up liquid in action. Hello? Hello? Talking to our friend. Oh. Do you speak foam or foamoid, whatever it is? I speak everything. All right, my Delphon's a bit rusty. That's all in the eyebrows. And I did once get locked up in France after an accident with a verb ending, but that wasn't my fault. The TARDIS telepathic circuits were having an off day. What exactly are we trying to talk to here? Amorphous invertebrate entity, I imagine. A sort of spongy form. Highly intelligent, possibly lost on its way to somewhere. Probably either scared or hostile. Which is better, scared or hostile? Neither is good. Right, makes sense. It'll have been living inside the drainage system, occasionally poking its head above ground, getting a good look around at the fixtures and fittings, or possibly the locals. I uh, wouldn't go any closer, Doctor. It looks really cross. Well, then I need to find out what it's cross about. Everything wants something. It may just want to say hello. Doctor, foam doesn't normally have... Tentacles. I know. Look out! Oh, well... Hello there. Are you lost at all? Is there anything we can do to help? I can't believe this. I know. It. Isn't it fascinating? Oh, Doctor, I think it's going somewhere. It's, it's getting smaller. Oh, come back. This was such a promising conversation. Oh, well, that was unexpected. Have you two finished in here? Only I've got things to do, like... I think the Doctor may have 
sorted your plumbing out. Did I? Oh, yes, yes, I did. Oh, great. Man of many talents, eh, Doctor? I get it. Don't worry. All part of the act, innit? The act? Man of mystery. Sings, dances and fixes your plumbing. <laughs> I like it. I think you'll go down well. Is he being sarcastic? Oh, don't ask me. I'm no good at that either. Right, let's be off then. Follow me, Kayla. Bring the case. See you later, eh? Yeah, cheerio. I'll uh, let you know if I hear about any bookings. Day 187 log, entry 8. The Doctor and I have discovered a potential extraterrestrial life form lurking in the drainage system of Bayview. We are now working together to intercept the creature and determine its motives. Weather. Intermittently showery. Light. Fading fast. Observation continues. Prognosis? Interesting. Right. Ten metres from the sea should do it. Get that case open up, Kayla. Let's have a look at that equipment of yours. I'm not sure I'm happy with you doing that. Oh, come on. Surely we trust each other? No, not really. You're just some random bloke with an odd interest in plumbing in the Eurovision Song Contest. You saw that foamy blue thing in the kitchen sink and yet you didn't seem surprised. I wonder why. Open the case. I've got strong nerves, that's all. I don't scare easily. I believe you. I could always tell the authorities how interesting you are. I could tell UNIT. They'd love to know. I'll tell you what. I'll just open the case, shall I? Wise decision. Look, it's just junk. Just bits and bobs my granddad left me. Very interesting junk, if you ask me. Enhanced portable radar. Hmm, what's in this tin? Just oddments I've picked up. Sand samples, pebbles, seaweed, stuff from the arcade. What a magpie you are. What's this? Oh, the crystal. I found it on the beach one day. Thought it looked interesting. Looks like glass. The structure's almost a perfect icosahedron. Twenty sides. Twenty sides. Like a Bellatrixian football team. Very complicated scoring. You don't want to go there. You just found it on the pebbles. Yeah, just lying there. The glass is slightly cracked. Odd. I thought it was an old paperweight or something. Ah, and if I'm not mistaken, this little device detects traces from ionic propulsion engines? No, that's a pocket calculator. Oh, don't be ridiculous. I know an ionic propulsion trace detector when I see one. What are you doing with this? It's embarrassing. All right, explanations later. If I can just connect up... Hey, what are you doing? A few tweaks of my own. Amplifying through this acoustic containment disc, rerouting through the sonic. Should give me a reading. Aha! Anything? Nothing. No anachronistic technology within a hundred miles. Sideways, up or down. Interesting, that. Very. Should it be glowing that colour? What? Oh, no. Uh, where are your feedback dampers? Um, I, I don't think there are any. Right. Then I recommend emergency protocol one. What's emergency protocol one? Duck! Are you all right? I am, but my calculator's not. Oh, yes, well, you'll just have to work it out all in your head from now on. <coughs> all right, it's not a calculator. Whatever that thing is, it's either masking its signal, or it's not using much in the way of technology, or it belongs here. Sounds fair enough. We need a serious plan. Only one thing for it. Where's the chip shop? 
<laughs> come on, come on, die, little spacey things. Die, die. Oh, you're not supposed to get so involved, Lee. It's just a game. Oh, so how are things in arcade management, Darren? Great career you imagined when you left Bayview High, is it? It's a job. I ain't complaining. What about you, Mr. O-Level Retakes? What's it like there now? Uh, you know, same old. Turn up on time, wear a uniform, work. Like a job. Only you don't get paid. What are you staring at? Is that Kayla Worthington over in that shelter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Having fish and chips with that fella in the tweed jacket. <sighs> I thought so. Lost out big time there, eh? Don't worry, I hear she's weird. Into space and stuff, UFOs, aliens. Stay with her long enough and you'll end up going Barney. Yeah, I know. I mean, who ever heard of aliens round here? Except these ones, of course, but they stay right inside their tidy little box. <laughs> yeah, funny. What was that? Don't know. I thought it was your stomach growling. Always used to distract me during home economics. No, no, it sounded like it were in the pipe work. I'd better have a look. Anything going wrong round here, Mrs. Madison says it's my fault. Oh, why do you think she doesn't like me, Dad? Mrs. Madison? No, you div. Kayla. Oh, uh, I don't know. Maybe she don't like your hair. Leave it out. My hair's wicked. If you say so, mate. Look, I've got to look at them water pipes. And as for you, I'd just leave that weirdo alone if I was you. Looks like she's found someone equally bonkers to spend her time with. We'll see about that. Attention, attention, mothership control. This is Scout slash 247 slash galactic slash non-interventionist observation unit. Attention, mothership control. Location, planet Earth. Sector North 17-1. Scout unit requiring urgent restitution. <laughs> Under Clause 848 of Galactic Hygiene Law, this unit requests immediate abandonment of project. This unit has become unstable. This unit requires restitution. Restitution! Primitive avian life forms and local precipitation are interfering with the signal. Mothership control, restitution. This segment of ground system is contaminated. It is to be obliterated. Obliterated. You know, I've been to lots of places in the universe, but I've not found a lot to beat the simplicity of fish and chips. No gravy here, though. You get gravy on it in the north. This isn't the north, is it? Mm, not really. Well, not quite. Depends how you look at it, I suppose. So, what's going on in Bayview? Blue foamy things in the pipes? Not good. Masking its technology? Possibly. Also not good. I'll have to analyse it. If I could get a tissue sample. A tissue? Get off my chips, you! Oh, these blasted seagulls! Morning, Mr. Seagull. Uh, a tissue sample? You mean, actually get right up close to it? Why not? Hasn't harmed anyone. Well, not yet. But I wonder if that's really the problem. 
What are you... Get off! Oh, leave her alone. What do you mean? Something's out of place in Bayview, but what? I wonder, Kayla Worthington, if I'm looking in the right direction when I ask myself that question. What do you think? I don't know what you mean. Usually I'd accept that as an excuse, but you're different, aren't you? You seem to know what I mean a lot of the time. Just say what it is you're trying to say, Doctor. Another chip? No, no, thanks. Had enough. Aliens. You spend your time on the beach looking for them, gazing into the stars in the hope of seeing a UFO. Your point is? Maybe you're not looking for the first sign of extraterrestrial life, are you, Kayla Worthington? If that's really your name. I think you're hoping to be rescued. Okay. Yeah. You promise you won't tell anyone? You mean, I'm actually right? It, it was only a guess. Good guess. So, I knew that somewhere in this small seaside town was a possibly dangerous extraterrestrial intelligence. Not unusual. Ah. Uh. At least you've got the good grace to look shifty. Because what I hadn't expected to find was another alien intelligence embedded here, already observing, recording. Sorry about that. Undercover as a 16-year-old Earth schoolgirl, and nobody's rumbled you yet. You really, really mustn't tell anyone. What, you think I'm annoyed? I'm overjoyed. This is brilliant. After all that time sniffing the seaweed, checking the bus timetables and so on, I've got one. So, who are you really? My name's Kayla Voldy. I'm a junior historian and researcher from the archives of Bexos V. And what are you supposed to be doing, Kayla Voldy, junior historian and researcher from the archives of Bexos V? Finding out about Earth, what they do, what they're capable of. A couple of things sparked my research unit's attention this cycle. The space shuttle explosion, then that nuclear accident in Russia. Doctor... Oh, the Challenger disaster and the Chernobyl incident, of course. How did you arrive on Earth? got dropped off by a system hopper pod six months ago with all this equipment disguised as contemporary earth tech they were meant to come back for me after a month they didn't but doctor was it something you said quite possibly i do have the habit of annoying people doctor we'll get on famously then i make it my business to annoy people all right ask me about the bus timetables Sorry? You've tried to interrupt me three times because you wanted to ask me what the bus timetables have got to do with the price of fish. Sorry, that's an Earth expression. I picked them up. I wasn't going to ask about the bus timetables. Oh. Oh. Oh, all right. Why are the bus timetables so important, Doctor? Because they... Oh, look. We've got company. Oh, no. Lee. Friend of yours? He won't leave me alone. He fancies me. Ah. Perils of going undercover. I'll sit this one out. Meet me back here tomorrow morning at six o'clock sharp. Bring an empty jar, a packet of jammy dodgers, and a map of the town's mains drainage system. Where will I get that from? The internet? Oh no, 1986. The library, if it's still open. You do have a library. Well, yes, but. Brilliant. See you tomorrow. But where are you going? 1953. It's a long story. Bye for now. Kayla, wait up. We need to talk. Doctor! What? He's... your doctor? Yes. No. Look, it's hard to explain. I just wondered if you'd finished washing your hair. Oh, Lee. All right. Look, it's going to rain. 
Come with me to the library and you can tell me how fascinating you find me, okay? The library? Uh, yeah. Yeah, all right. Time is relative. More investigations, eh? Following up from yesterday. Early bird catches the worm. Something like that. Although the flip side of that is that the early worm gets caught by the bird. Have you ever thought about it that way round? No. No, I can't say I have. Oh, I like your hat. Like that other magic fella off the telly. Just like that, eh? Oh, uh, he was funny, wasn't he? Morning. Kayla Valdi. Bright and early, I see. Actually, two minutes late, but I won't hold that against you. And you are actually wearing a fez. I won't hold that against you. Fezzes are cool. Off to do more UFO watching, love. At least it stopped raining. Wait, what did he call you? Never mind. I'd love a coffee, please, Ray, when you've got a moment. Yeah, yeah, just let me unlock... Whoa. Hang on. I was going to ask, how long has your cafe door been open? I've not even unlocked it. Why? Did you leave a light on? Just... Face the sea, Ray. Don't turn around. And Kayla, stay behind me. What are you on about? Doctor, why is it glowing blue? Walk away very, very slowly and don't look back. What? What's going... Whoa. I told you not to turn around. That's blown it. My calf! What's that thing done to it? Expanded to fill the space available. And now, ah, trying to expand some more, I think. Is this one of your tricks? A sort of publicity stunt thing? Yes. Abracadabra, or whatever. Now, now, stand right back. Ray, I think you should listen to the doctor. This was in your sink yesterday, Ray, and now it's grown. It's grown overnight. I honestly didn't think it was going to happen that quickly. Can you do something about it? It looks angry. I'm doing my best. What do you want? I want that great big foamy mess gone on my cafe back is what I want. Ah, sorry, Raymondo. Wasn't actually talking to you on that occasion. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. Need to get those translation circuits properly tuned in. Either that or the TARDIS is sulking. Yes. Yes, go on. Say it then. <laughs> Resty what? What's that mean? The restoration of something lost or stolen to its proper owner. Or it can also mean the restoration of something to its original state. Yeah, well, that's what I want. My cafe, restored to its blooming original state. Just calm down, Ray. Don't make it angry. I just want to... Ray, don't go near it. Don't touch it. Oh, my God, it's got me. Ray, grab my hand. Ray. Help! Ray! Where did he go? Wherever it's gone. 
back down the pipes, I imagine, which makes it all the more urgent to find out what it wants and where it's gone. But Ray, he was just sort of absorbed. Don't, don't go in there, Doctor. Doctor! Follow me. It's quite safe. Thankfully, it's left enough small traces of itself. Got that jar? Marmalade jar. Will that do? Splendid. You're good. In you go, Mr Squelchy. Do you know what you're doing? Nope. I make it up as I go along. Ah, there we are. Blobby sample sealed neatly away in Kayla's jar. Hang on to that. Did you bring the other things I asked for? Uh, jammy dodgers from the corner shop. Ooh. Check. Uh, map the drainage system. Check. The librarian wouldn't let me photocopy it, so I nicked it. Well, actually, Lee did. Here. Mm. Borrowed it. I'll put it back later. Excellent. Let's walk and talk. Only if you take that stupid fez off. Oh, all right. I don't know. Some people have no sense of occasion. What the...? Let me go! What do you want from me? Get me off this wall! Engaging scan of native species. Specimen will look into the bioanalysis portal. Specimen? You mean me? Specimen will look into the bioanalysis portal. All right, all right. How'd you get me down here anyway? Did I literally just travel down that blooming waste pipe? That ain't possible. Physical contraction was enabled by close molecular packing. The science is unknown to Earth primitives. Just... I won't be no bother. I won't tell nobody you're here. Just let me go, will ya? Analysis complete. My or humanoid, warm-blooded, single heart, two lungs, copious fat reserves. Copious? Oh, that's charming, that is. This is all muscle. Moderate strength, limited physical threat capacity procedure. Retain for further analysis. Oh, nice. Cheers. At least I ain't gonna eat me then. Digestion of local population is a next procedure. Oh, good to know. What you got me stuck here with, anyway? Super glue. Molecular bonding procedure is beyond primitive understanding. Louis. It's not me you want, all right? I'm just a fella trying to make a living. Let me go, and I won't say nothing about you. Promise. Hello? Hello? But don't leave me down here! Don't leave me! Day 188, Log. Entry 2. The Doctor and I are on the trail of the creature. We've collected the necessary equipment to identify its chemical composition and track it to its lair. Second breakfast. Jammy Dodgers. Prognosis? Fascinating. Doctor, what about Ray? One thing at a time. We can only help Ray if we find the creature. I do run into this quite a bit, you know. A lot of bobbins and gubbins tend to land on Earth from space. A lot of what? Bobbins and gubbins is a technical term. Go with it. For the last few decades, all sorts of things have been coming down, skulking away. Mostly harmless. And what do they all want? Some want to invade. Quite a lot, actually. It's almost embarrassing. You're serious? Earth keeps getting invaded? Not just invaded, but, well, visited too. Passing interest. It is quite a nice planet most of the time. That explains a lot. 
Why haven't I noticed this? Cover-ups, government de-notices, and the fact you've spent the last six months in a windswept seaside town on the edge of nowhere. Oh, I suppose there is that. But, after a bit of prodding around in Bayview, well, that foamy, blobby, squelchy thing was exactly what I'd expected to find. It was? Ninety percent of alien life forms seem to look like foamy, blobby, squelchy things. Ask me why. Why? No idea. One of the mysteries of parallel galactic evolution. Well, that is, the ones that don't look like humans. Which reminds me, Bexos 5. Sorry? You did say Bexos 5 was where you came from. I did. Just checking. Not Naxos 4 or Baxos 3? No. Are you making those up? Quite possibly. Or maybe someone else did. Right. We're under the pier. Can't be seen. Put the marmalade jar down in the wet sand and unscrew it carefully. Now stand back. Well, what does it say? As expected. Spongiform tissue, high molecular elasticity and acidic water content. Oh, of course. You've worked something out. Kayla, could I have another look at that crystal in your tin of oddments? If you like. It's nothing special. Extraordinary craftsmanship. And that crack, I wonder. All right, now the map. Looking at this, filtration of pollutants would occur right here. Ideal place for it to base itself. Right, I need a lab to double-check this sample. How far away is your school? Don't you have one in your... whatever you came here in? Space capsule? Can't use it now. Reasons. You don't want me to see it, do you? Well, that would be rude, but also true. Because I don't necessarily trust people who don't tell me the whole truth, Kayla Valdi. I told you the truth. I told you everything. A version of the truth. Go away, then. I can't help you. All right. I'm sorry, I'm not calling you a liar. I just... I can't help you, either, unless we're honest with each other. School's about a mile that way. Then let's go. We won't get in. Why not? Is it protected by 24-hour triple-layered high-intensity security monitoring? No, it's Saturday. Oh, I forgot about that. I know someone who could get us in. Ah, well, I've got a little device that takes care of that. But you'll still need inside knowledge. Anyway, I want you to meet Leigh. Daz? Daz! Over here. Daz, uh, I need to find Lee. Really urgently. I, I thought he might be here. Oh, this place is brilliant. Won't be a minute. What's he doing here? Just ignore him. Tell me where Lee is. He don't spend all his time here, you know. He does have a life. Well, sort of. Well, where's he likely to be? Don't ask me, darling. I ain't his keeper. Oh, brilliant. So much for local intel from the natives. You what? You wouldn't understand. Doctor? Doctor! When you've quite finished... All right, two minutes. I'm almost on the high score table. Doctor, I think there are more urgent things. You know, this game's a bit racist. I've met these creatures and they're fine once you sit down and talk to them. Yeah, I'm guessing they thought space creatures who want to sit down and talk to you wouldn't really be a winner as a name. Ah, perhaps not. Enter your name. Well, that would take far too long and would be embarrassing. Where's Lee? Not a clue. Where would you normally be at this time? Down on the beach, observing, recording. Just a thought. Oh. Oh, 
Lee. Shall we pop down and see if he's there? Look, Mr. Whatever you are. Who are you, anyway? Perhaps if I knew that, I could help you, right? This unit is Galaxid Stat slash 247 slash Galactic slash Non-Interventionist Observation Unit. That's a lot of slashes. All right. Scout, eh? I wasn't a scout. Your meaning is not understood. Dib, dib, dib. Our Kayla will do our best. Fat lot good at doing me now, our Kayla. I didn't get my getting unstuck from sticky gunk badge, funnily enough. What are you after here, Scowie? Requiring immediate restitution. Yeah, yeah, you said that earlier. Look, fella, you need that, whatever it is, and I need to get back to my calf, right? Your habitation. My calf. Eatery. Where I work. It's my livelihood, comprende? I don't open up today, I don't get paid. I've got over it, you know. Meaning analysed and understood. Right. And it looks like you've got a bit of a size problem going on, right? All that getting bigger and smaller all the time? Primitive analysis is not required. Oh, jeez. You're trying out. Look, you might need this doctor fella, right? He seems to know about this stuff. Doctor. Who is Doctor? Well, he's this investigator bloke. Hangs around the town. The Doctor is an extraterrestrial? I don't know about that. I've not seen him around here before, that's all I'd say. Emergency scout mode! Blimey. Scarpered. I wonder where you went all of a sudden. And I'm still stuck here. Seven, four, three. Come on, come on. Mrs. Madison, it's Darren. I've just unlocked... Well, the pipes are making that weird noise. Well, if, if I put the phone up against it, can you hear? Yeah, I tried a plumber, but they're all busy. I could, yes. Yeah, all right. Blimey, thinks I've got all the time in the world. Right. Time for a game or two before the hordes arrive, eh, Darren? Oh, I think so. Hello? Anyone there? Mark, if that's you, stop messing about. Leave it out. We've got stuff to do. Gotta open up in a bit. Oh my god! Where'd you spring from? Get back! I'm armed here, you know. I am. I'm. I'm not armed. Help! Help! You want me to do what? Just help us out, you know, getting into somewhere rather sneakily. You did that at school. That was a long time ago, right? Lee, old chum, nobody's perfect. You're not the only one to have made questionable decisions in life. Kayla owns a copy of Agadu. Yeah, I know. I taped it for her. But my point is, Lee, we need your help. 
and he might just be helping not only Bayview, but in fact, an intelligent alien species. How does that sound? You promised you wouldn't mention the alien species. Sorry, just slipped out. What's this all about, Kayla? Did you hear that? It was a seagull. It wasn't a seagull. Trust me, I speak seagull. Sounded as if it came from the arcade. The arcade? Is there anyone there at this time of the morning? Only Daz. Soap powder. The manager, Darren Barnes. He was in my class at school. Yes, we've met. Right, you two with me. Kayla, bring the box of gubbins. What's going on? You wouldn't believe me. Just trust me and run. Human primitives will await instruction. Where am I? What is this place? Watch it, Darren. Got you too, did he? Hey, what is, what is it? What's it want? No idea. It keeps going over to that sort of control panel there. I, I don't think it's human. What? You mean an alien? A little green man from outer space? Do me a favour. serious, Darren. I mean, look at it. Looks like it either came from space or somewhere deep in the sea. All that glistening, squiddy foam and tentacly bits. Yeah. Alright. Why not? No more crazy than the stuff that usually happens in Bayview. Hey, Ray. What? That thing you call a control panel. Looks more like a sort of messy sculpture. One of them modern art things. Yeah. This whole cave thing looks like it's been built under here out of a sort of hardened version of what he's made of. His spongy foaminess. Like he spat the whole thing out. Oh, charming that is. And why can't we move? Kind of super glue. Stuck us to the wall. Not a lot we can do. Don't know about that. I can almost move me right arm. Whatever it is hasn't properly dried here yet. Human primitives will cease conversation. I think that's alien for shut your trap. Galaxic scout slash two four seven slash galactic slash non-interventionist observation unit calling mothership control. Repeat request for immediate restitution. What's he babbling about? I want to listen. Latent chemical imbalance in local precipitation has now caused irreversible mutations. Restitution required. Accelerate. Require obliteration of the contaminated ground system. Obliteration. Obliteration? I don't like the sound of that. Um, mind the mess. Blimey! What happened here? I have a sneaking suspicion our friend the Spongiform happened. It's wrecked the whole place. The fruit machines, the games. Daz won't be too chuffed. I suspect he'll be more than unhappy. Come and look at this. Whoa. That is a big hole. Not just a hole. Look. Kayla, shine your torch down there. It's a tunnel. Looks like it's been carved out of the ground. All silvery and glistening. What's holding it up? Molecular bonding. Beautiful. I mean, adorable, but beautiful. I think our friend is suffering a crisis. Let's go and sort him out, shall we? What? Down there? Not scared, are you? Well, uh, no. Well, sort of. It's nothing really worrying. 
Oh, really? Yes, yes. It's just a potentially hostile alien life form with the ability to transmute the chemical composition of substances, that's all. That's all? Doctor, what if it's waiting down there for us? That's a good point. Well, tell you what, we'll send Lee in first. Oh, cheers! Skill, that is. <laughs> Only joking, of course I'm going in first. I can do Venusian origami to distract it. Keep close. And watch out for anything too... sticky. Gun slash 247 slash galactic slash non-interventionist observation unit. This is Mothership Control. Your signal has been located. Stand by. Commencing our descent. Scout slash 247 slash galactic. Emergence from lunar cover in 26 axels. Restitution will follow. Here we go. Looks like the end of the tunnel. Kayla, Lee, stay right back there and let me do the talking. Whoa! What is this place? Home for our squidgy friend, I imagine. Doctor! You found us! Gentlemen, please don't get up. Oh, very funny. Real joke of this one, innit? Humans will cease unnecessary noise. You're right, Darren. I'll live. Doctor, are you going to get us out of here? Patience, Raymondo. You're safest where you are right now. Sorry, I need to speak to our host. Hello again. You are doctor. I see you've settled in. This whole nerve centre looks as if you grew it, but then I imagine you did, didn't you? Want to tell me what's going on, Spongy? This unit is collapsed, Scout slash two four seven slash galactic slash non-interventionist observation unit. Mothership control has been contacted. Restitution will commence. There, you see, Kayla, you're not alone. Observation unit, Spongy here is just like you. In what way? I don't have tentacles. All right, don't get personal. It's an observer, a live historian, sent here by its mothership to record data on Earth's population and customs. Am I right? So, what happened? Something unexpected? Mission has been compromised. Compromised? What went wrong? And why have you been kidnapping people? Yeah, that would be nice to know. Hey, Darren? It really would. Restitution is in progress. The contamination will now be obliterated under galactic hygiene law. Our friend Spongy here, or to call him by his proper name, the Calaxid Scout, has been trying to do a bit of harmless research. Now, if I'm right, this panel... Do not touch those controls, Doctor! Why? Just thought I'd unstick these two. You know they're no threat to you. Blimey! Thanks, Doctor. Thought I'd gone numb. Harmless research, you say? That's all right, then. I destroyed my calf in the process, didn't he? Collateral damage is irrelevant. 
Ray, please, don't antagonise him. Problem is, he or his superiors didn't quite account for one fact which might mess things up. And um, what was that? What's the weather mostly like in Bayview, Lee? Um, wet. Dull, grey and wet. Exactly. Gold star, two house points in advance to go. Why did that make a difference? Poor old Spongy got posted to Rainy Bayview when he possibly intended to end up somewhere a little warmer. Where was your ship aiming for, Scout? This unit does not share information. Oh, well, play it your way. I can work it out from your control panel tentacle thing. This is... Aha! Sector North 17-1, and you were actually aiming for the Converse Sector North coordinates, allowing for internal drift and compensation somewhere around... There! Barcelona? Yes. Our friend here ought to be in sunny Barcelona, and Rainy Bayview is not good for it. Why is that? Because the one problem with Calaxids and other foam-based races is that they can't absorb too much acidic moisture. Correct. The chemical imbalance in local precipitation has caused irreversible mutations. Restitution required. The rain! Oh, all the rain's affected your biology. So, rain's about pH 5, isn't it, Doctor? Acidic! See, I do listen in chemistry. But no, it's not irreversible. You're used to expanding and contracting, but not at this rate. You've been suffering a foamy seizure for several weeks, am I right? This unit admires your deduction, Doctor. Almost a compliment. So all we have to do is pack you off home and it'll all be fine. Except about two minutes ago you said the word obliterated. What was that all about? Observe, Doctor. Oh dear. That's not good. Scout slash 247 slash galactic. Procedure is continuing. Mothership clear for descent. Descent in progress. Scout slash 247 slash galactic. Radiation cannons are primed. Descending to within firing range. Earth from space. From a ship in descending orbit. Sequentially cloaked, I imagine, so I didn't pick it up. Normal Earth's early warning systems. Oh, brilliant. Visual is from Kalaxit Mothership firing range in 15 axles. How long's an axle? It's not time, it's distance. The mothership which you signalled, I take it. This unit sent a restitution signal when contamination became too great. Under galactic hygiene law, Mothership's radiation cannons will obliterate ground system in firing range in 12 axles. Why? Humans are no threat to you. I thought you were here to observe. Ground system is contaminated. It is procedure. Firing range in 10 axles. Rubbish. It's just a spot of heartburn. Just belch a few times and you'll be right as... Uh, well, you'll be fine. It is procedure. Galactic hygiene law restitution has been activated. Galactic poppycock. Time to call mummy off, SpongeBob. Doctor, 
that ship thing's getting lower. Yes, Lee, thank you, I know. Look, can't you see this has been a mistake? We can offer a different kind of restitution. Negative firing rage in I can return you to Mummy safe and sound, nothing wrong with you. No contamination, no obliteration, and we can all go home for tea. Are you just making that up? No, I do sometimes know what I'm talking about, Kayla Valdi. Get me that crystal from your oddments tin. Mothership in firing range in six axels. Y- you mean the broken paperweight thing? Here? Yes, the broken paperweight thing. Only it isn't a broken paperweight at all, is it, a Spongington? Where did you obtain that object? This, Kayla, is a slightly damaged containment unit for molecular compressed atmospheric descent. The most comfortable way for this kind of bioform to travel. You mean that's its ship? Well, or a quite uncomfortable space dinghy. Firing range in four axles. But well done for finding it. We're about to do a good turn. Your grandfather would be proud of you. My grandfather? So you know. I've known all along. But don't worry, it's fine. Look, Doc, I might not be a maths expert, but even I can see the big fella won't fit in that little thing. Raymondo, weren't you listening? Molecular compression. It's how the spongiform here travels through very small spaces, like your plumbing. Compression unit damaged beyond use. Abandoned at landfall. Firing range in two axles. Oh, come off it! I can mend this. And with any luck, if you take a really deep breath, we can get you back inside and sent back to your mothership to go and bother someone else. Mothership now in firing range. Doctor! Right. Time to appeal directly. Give me that microphone or tentacle or whatever it is. Ah, but stuck to my hand. Listen up, you. In the name of the human race, the Shadow Proclamation, seaside special and just general all-round decency, I'm telling you to stand down your radiation cannons because, well, because they're boring. Your scout's not contaminated, he's just got a bit of indigestion. You speak for this world? Well, not really. I'm just visiting. Look, alien races come here all the time wanting to blast humanity out of the skies. And guess what? Humanity is still standing. You're not the first, Collapsids but you won't be the last. Don't be that guy. You sent your scout here to observe, not recce for a war. Be proud of that. Be different. Do you have a good track record when it comes to appealing to aliens' better nature, Doctor? You know what? I do believe they're thinking about it. Ah. There we are, then. Lee and Daz are helping Ray clear up in the cafe, Doctor. Did you manage to mend the capsule? Take a look. Nothing a bit of molecular bonding couldn't fix. Looks rather beautiful in the morning sun, doesn't it? Hmm. I still can't believe the whole thing manages to fit inside that tiny crystal. That's quite some molecule packing. Well, it doesn't work long term. It's only really useful for high-pressure atmospheric travel. Right. So, we're sending Spongy on his way? Just waiting for the mothership's signal. Doctor, about what you said back there. Oh, yes. I almost forgot. Here, hold this. I've got a present for you. For me? Where from? 1953. Don't tell anyone. It's a mint first edition. I don't believe it. From a bookshop on the Charing Cross Road. I know the owner. Lovely lady, six arms, but keeps them mostly hidden. 
The Voldy Chronicles, Book One, by Christopher James Worthington. He had quite an imagination, your granddad. I'd have loved to read books two and three. I think the publishers got the outlines before he died. But they never did anything with them. And a lot of that old equipment in this case is his, I assume. Some quite clever stuff there for the amateur stargazer and UFO watcher. I'm sorry I lied. Oh, nonsense. You didn't lie. You just embroidered fact with fiction. I do it myself all the time. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it took me a while to work out why I couldn't quite place Bexos 5. I was looking in the wrong part of my brain. If only I'd remembered I read it in your granddad's novel several hundred years ago. Several hundred? Have you still got your original copy? Well, I'm not sure. I think I lent it to Zoe, or, or maybe Ian. Oops. Here we go. Action stations. How do we get the crystal up to the ship? Just hold it. The propulsion unit should kick in remotely. It's getting warm. It's glowing. I'd let go if I were you. Are you sure? Positive. Whoa! That's fast. I, I can't even see it anymore. And there he goes. Back to Mummy. One collected scout returned home, uncontaminated. Hmm, just in time. Looks like the weather's turning. And no need for anyone to be cross with anyone. I do so like it when that happens. One less race likely to invade Earth. I have to admit, it doesn't always go like this. You... You sound like you lead such an exciting life. Oh, not always. There are long stretches when I do nothing but read and drink tea. I think I once went to sleep for a year. You must think I'm really sad, using the ideas from my granddad's book. Imagining myself as an alien observer on Earth. All because I didn't want to be a boring orphan girl stuck in Cherry Tree Children's Home in a boring seaside town. You could never be boring, Kayla. You know, some people say that fiction is just reality that hasn't happened yet. Think of it that way. I will. Thank you, Doctor. And you'll always be Kayla Voldy to me. Keep watching the stars. You've contacted your first alien intelligence. May not be long before we see another. Who knows? What about you? Are you leaving Bayview? Sadly, I have several places I need to be. Come on, let's walk. Did you really go back to 1953? Shh. Don't tell anyone. And you know about aliens, other planets, other galaxies? You've been to them? This is always a difficult conversation. I don't suppose you'd ever take me with you. Tell you what. Coin, coin. Here we go. A Rigelian 50s old piece. That'll do. Heads or tails? Heads. sandwich and a can of pop from Ray's Cafe. Quality? Excellent. Notable events? <laughs> to be honest, you'd never believe me if I told you. Weather? Fairly cold easterly wind, thunder, heavy rain showers. Observation continues. Prognosis? 
Well, let's just see, shall we? Briggs and I'm the director of the 11th Doctor Chronicles the day before they came. Oh, and I'm playing the spongiform and the alien voice as well. It's nothing really worrying. Oh, really? Yes, yes, it's just a potentially hostile alien life form with the ability to transmute the chemical composition of substances, that's all. That's all? I have seriously found today to be a delightful experience for two main reasons. One is that uh, I fell in love with this script the moment I read it. I, I always say that rather possibly irritating thing for people to hear, but I always feel that I can tell whether a script's going to be good within about three or four lines. <laughs> and somehow there was something about this that I thought, I've got a good feeling about this. And then as we went through and it picked up on the 11th Doctor's very unique character, it just I could just see him immediately. Just all the things you say about good scripts, it just came to life and it felt like people speaking. So I loved the script and bringing that script to a lovely cast who immediately brought it to life. And Jake doing such a fantastic job of the 11th Doctor. I mean, spookily brilliant. Hello, this is Dan Blythe and I'm the author of The Day Before They Came. When we got the nod to expand it into a play with half a dozen or so speaking parts, that was very exciting. I was asked to think big, you know, think in terms of the kind of special effects that the, the stuff that Big Finish do so well, all the sort of soundscapes that you can do on audio, uh, sort of thing which, which television couldn't possibly afford. And I also wanted to try and capture the, the, the spirit of Matt Smith's Doctor, but in perhaps a context that we hadn't really seen him in. Hello, I'm Alfie Shaw. I'm the producer of the 11th Doctor Chronicles. This is a really uh, lovely, low-key little tale that Daniel has has pulled together. It plays with your expectations in ways that are quite gentle and you don't really expect. So while it's got a, a, a it's not super mile a minute, it's purposefully tying into that atmosphere of a sort of slow seaside town with the pace itself. The rug pull at the end is just a lovely little touch. Everyone was really pleased with it in the studio and I think hopefully it'll go down well as well. My name's Jacob Dudman. I play the 11th Doctor and Daz. You spend your time on the beach looking for them, gazing into the stars in the hope of seeing a UFO. Your point is? Maybe you're not looking for the first sign of extraterrestrial life, are you, Kayla Worthington? If that's really your name, I think you're hoping to be rescued. 
Today's been really fun. I, I really love doing these chronicles. I love playing the 11th Doctor, especially when he's given a fez and some jammy dodgers. I always think that he's even more excitable when he has those things. And it was a really good script and just sort of fun to have a gang. It felt like we had a, a real gang with the with the cast. He's not only just doing a really accurate vocal representation of the 11th Doctor, it's a really sophisticated performance with all the right authentic nuances and, and a little bit of, you know, well, a lot of Jacob's own interpretation going into it as well. No, it's great. It's a lot of fun, this new um, format, because I don't have to worry about changing the voice every five seconds. So for those of you who don't know, which I'm assuming is all of you, the way we recorded those was literally on the script. It would say a paragraph of narrator and then the doctor and then Martha and then the doctor and then narrator and then alien voice and then our lovely guest actor would say a line and then I'd have another paragraph as narrator. So it was a lot of, um, not just a lot of words in a day, but also the chopping and changing. I think you can get a better performance out of someone who's playing one character, or in this case, two characters. To set something in this slightly decayed, out of season seaside town really appealed to me. And that's something which I have done in uh, my other writing as well. I, I, I have a sort of obsession with slightly uh, faded glamour of, of, um, of seafronts. The very first thing that I wrote, which wasn't a Doctor Who book, which was a novel years ago called The Cut, that was set in uh, a seaside town in Kent and was all about teenage joyriding and so on. And um, the first book I ever wrote for children was called Shadowrunners, and that was um, set in um, a town called Firecroft Bay, which is also a slightly shabby seaside town. So I wanted a story which kind of started small uh, in that sort of setting and then it, it gets bigger obviously with the alien invasion and um, it isn't so much about the Doctor confronting an alien menace, it's more that very human side of, of, of Matt Smith's Doctor, about him just building a relationship with, with one person and helping one person to discover who she really is. So it's it's more about the, the, the characters really than uh, your standard kind of Doctor Who invasion story. It's got the 11th Doctor so perfectly in terms of the mannerisms and the little asides that he does. And you could it was really heartening to see Jake in the booth because not only will you, as a list of you, able to hear those ticks, but when he was performing in the booth, he was doing the sort of movements that... The 11th Doctor does as well, replete with sort of checking the wristwatch on the inside of the wrist. So it's just been uh, a delight, and it's a really strong script. It's very much uh, of the era. It's a it's a slightly s slower, thinky piece that you would occasionally get during the sort of you know mid Matt Smith era, uh, alongside the mad bonkers dinosaurs on spaceships and other roller coasters and it's it's a kind of it's the sort of storytelling that i really really spoke to me it's uh, you know it's that kind of this is a, a really kind of character driven piece and it's it's really nice that it's set in a on a seaside town taking what we know and turning it on its head and you get these sort of lovely off-kilter stories that we've uh, got with this one hello my name's joe wilcock and i play kayla worthington kayla voldy depending on who you ask she's kind of you know she's a good-hearted person she's a little spiky she's a bit of a know-it-all but very enthusiastic and she's she's not that fearless you know i like the way she throws herself into a situation and i'd hope that that's the way i am as well 
I don't want to be fixing stuff. I would like it already to be working perfectly. And when you get an actor like Joe in, she's already got it sussed out and she's already got sort of lots of clever nuances that would be so difficult to get an actor to do if they hadn't already got it. Just those little things when she's lying and not revealing it, but it's credible that we know she's lying, but it's credible that the doctor doesn't apparently spot that she's lying, even though actually he really does. But all that sort of stuff, that's quite intricate and delicate. And if, if an actor doesn't understand that instinctively, then it's, it's really difficult to get them to build that into performance. And Joe, she's got it sussed. She is not the alien assessor that she thinks to be, but she sort of becomes that figure while working with the Doctor, even though she's not. So it's, it's it's sort of what we all do when we watch Doctor Who. We sort of either identify with the Doctor or the Companion or any of the other characters that go, oh, I, you know, for 45 minutes a week, I'm that kind of person. So Kayla is a sort of stand-in figure for, for all of us, I think. Because the 11th Doctor's era is full of very twisty-turny stories that you have to kind of keep track of. And so just to have a really nice simple twist that's of the era but also very relatable was an absolute delight i'm jacob daniels and today i've been playing the uh wonderful character lee maybe she don't like your hair leave it out my hair's wicked you say so mate look i've got to look at them water pipes and as for you i'll just leave that weirdo alone if i was you looks like she's found someone equally bonkers to spend her time with we'll see about that He's kind of at this stage where he's he's almost got this kind of schoolboy crush on on Kayla to the point where, especially given the, the narrative of this story, it's kind of his entire drive is based around the way he feels about Kayla and and you know she convinces him to do things that perhaps he wouldn't otherwise have done in that kind of way that you know guys do sometimes try to impress their their girls. So I think for me, uh, com- coming in with that kind of attitude of I just want to impress her or to to be there to do the thing that she wants me to do so that she likes me a bit more. Um, and, you know, it's almost like she likes me less because I'm so fawning over her so much and she kind of gets annoyed by that um, in, in, in a kind of way. But I think Lee almost finds her more attractive because of that. So it's a bit of kind of catch-22 spinning around in circles. My name is Joe Barnes, and I am playing the character of Ray. It's six in the morning. Is it really? Oh, well, time is relative. More investigations, eh? Following up from yesterday, early bird catches the worm. Something like that, although the flip side of that is that the early worm gets caught by the bird. Have you ever thought about it that way round? No. I'm actually 27 years old, and the character I'm playing is an overweight, middle-aged Cockney geezer called Ray. So it's a bit of, it's a little bit of a, you know, I'm having to deploy some acting chops here because it's a little bit far from, from, from where I am. But the script's great fun. And Jacob is doing the 11th Doctor. It is so uncanny hearing his voice through the booth because I can only see him out of my peripheries. So when I sort of am just focusing on the script, it's suddenly I'm thinking Matt Smith's in the, in the booth next to me, which is, uh, yeah, it's an amazing, it's an amazing voice. And everyone's been really friendly and it's, yeah, it's been a lovely day. The Doctor is an extraterrestrial. I don't know about that. I've not seen him around here before, that's all I'd say. The spongy form is based on my old year leader, I think they called them, head of the year when I was at comprehensive school, a chap called Mr Bell, who used to speak like this. But also, this poor spongy form is being distorted, so I've sort of distorted my mouth. It's ended up sounding a little bit like the ambassadors of death, I think, you know. (laughs) 
but with the effect already added. But, you know, we'll add a different effect and it won't sound like that. But yeah, I wanted it to sound like it was struggling all the time and having difficulty speaking, even though someone quite accurately pointed out it did sound a bit like Mr. Bean. It's no bad thing, though. I mean, you know, Rowan Atkinson, I'm a great admirer of his. <laughs> There's that sketch he did with the pythons at, at the police secret policeman's ball, isn't it? Will this wind be so mighty as to lay low the mountains of the earth? I don't know whether you've ever seen it. Look it up, folks. Will this wind be so mighty? If you just type that into YouTube, you're bound to find it. Hello, Lee Adams here, sound designer on the 11th Doctor Chronicles Volume 2. I'm going to take you through a scene set in an arcade uh, from the day before they came. This scene was a fun one to do. Those who know me know I love gaming. So the chance to create a 1980s arcade was right up my street. Uh, the first thing I had to do was to create arcade sounds for machines that are 8 or 16-bit. Uh, when I was working in the games industry, we used a free retro sound creator. I'm not sure if I can name it, uh, but it was called JSFXR. It's a very customizable piece of software. Uh, with a few tweaks, you can create very different sound effects. So I knew I had to create different arcade sounds to be placed in the background. Uh, so I decided to create a shooter game, racing game, and a platform game. One of the main characters plays a game where he loses, so I wanted to create a bespoke game for this part of the scene. So what I did for this was I recorded some dialogue. Deposit coins. Ready. Player one. Uh, that I then distorted. Deposit coins. Ready. Player one. And added some effects. And this is how that went in the end. Deposit coins. Ready. Player one. I then took those arcade machines and created a background track, placing the various arcades in the stereo field along with wild tracks of people playing games and other arcade sounds like pinball machines. Now all that was left was to clean up and add a bit of reverb to the main dialogue. Come on, come on, die, little spacey things, die, die! and start layering in all the effects I created, and this is how it all went together. Come on, come on, die, little spacey things! Die, die! Oh, you're not supposed to get so involved, Lee. It's just a game. Oh, so how are things in arcade management, Darren? It's a lot of fun not having to do as much narration. As much as I love the old format, I really like the old format and I think it it gives something different to listeners. You know, it's not just an audio drama, but it's an audio book. Um, but I mean, for me, it's it's a lot of fun to come in and pretend that, you know, I am just coming in to play the doctor, to portray the doctor and step in the big boots. Whereas before I was always coming in and narrating and, and uh, doing some silly voices, which was equally lovely. Well, I suppose we're a bit tentative when we've got someone doing the voice of a doctor that, you know, the, the actual actor who played him on television isn't available to do it for one reason or another. And so we, you know, we've started these things with narration. But it was a comment made by the BBC, actually, um, commending us for how brilliant it was and also how preternaturally brilliant Jake's portrayal of the 11th Doctor is. 
and they said, well, oh, wouldn't it be good if it was just like drama? And it kind of takes me out of it that there's a narration. And I said, well, well you'd like us to do it as straight drama? They said, yeah, that's kind of your thing, isn't it? So why don't you do it? And we just thought it was a fantastic idea. So we're very grateful to the BBC for suggesting it. And we absolutely picked up that suggestion and ran with it. And it's, it's worked really well. I mean, I think the narrated things worked in their own context and they had great strengths as well different style of storytelling I think that's good I think we should have different styles of storytelling but um, I suppose our comfort zone is drama and I think it's been better for for Jake as well or Jacob as he's credited even though we all know him as Jake uh, but also it's great because uh, Jake can do different voices so uh, I've got him to play Daz in this who contrary to what you may think is not a, a soap powder even though I did put a soap powder joke into the script for, for people over 50. <laughs> That's me, by the way. It's an incredibly nostalgic experience because that was the last story to be recorded before we went into lockdown. In fact, the other two stories were meant to be recorded the week after and we had to cancel them. So I have incredibly warm and fond memories of recording the story. And it was, it was such a great time. Everyone in the studio was constantly praising the script and it flowed really, really well. And it was the, the last time I've had one of the famous big finish lunches for quite some time and I'm uh, looking forward to getting us back into the moat again soon.